Hi, my name is Devin Wright. I'm pastor of Mission Gathering Christian Church in Bellevue. And I want to say happy Pride, but honestly, Pride doesn't feel quite as happy this year to me. It kind of feels a little heavy, um, partly because this year saw the largest increase in anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ legislation with around 500 bills in over 40 states. And it's nearly double legislation from the previous year. And you've probably heard the Target employees that have received violent threats because of Target's line of pride items. And then there's, of course, the Bud Light story that was Bud Light was boycotted for featuring a trans person in an ad. There's a survey that was conducted by the Trevor Project, and they're a suicide prevention organization for LGBTQ youth. And that survey found that 53% of LGBTQ students report being bullied or harassed because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. One in five of those students experienced unwanted sexual contact at school because they were perceived as being LGBTQ. Those students, one in three, say that their mental health is poor most of the time or all the time because of the legislation and policies aimed at sexual orientation. So what are politicians are talking about, what our communities are talking about, has a direct effect on the mental health of youth. And the Trevor Project survey found that more than half of young people in the U.S. who are trans or non-binary seriously considered suicide in the past year. Those are devastating statistics, and it sounds so defeating. But I also see some hope. Because 10 years ago, in 2013, a Gallup poll found that 45% of Americans, almost half, did not approve of same-sex marriage. 2023, that number has dropped to 23%, almost half of what it was. So despite the harm being done, more young people are willing to come out than ever before in our country's history. It is safer to come out, despite the harm, it is safer to come out now than ever before in our country's history. We're slowly getting there. And that's why pride is so important. That's why visibility matters. And the Trevor Project's data also points to uh, what can help. So the same survey found that trans and non-binary youth who report having their pronouns respected by all or most of the people in their life attempted suicide at half the rate of those who didn't. I've been asked why we have name tags at church that have a space to put pronouns. And this is why. Because respecting a person's identity matters. And this is why legislation that attempts to ignore the pronouns, ignore the person's identity, is deadly. It's dangerous. A 2019 survey found that transgender or non-binary young people who live with even one accepting adult were 40% less likely to report a suicide attempt in the previous year. So those of you who are allies, who are parents, who are friends, the LGBTQ community, your support, it matters. Your acceptance matters. Your voice matters. So why are we talking about this as a Christian church? Why, why aren't I following the lectionary like a good Christian pastor? Because the reason that anti-LGBTQ legislation is trying to be passed, the reason for half of LGBTQ students being bullied, the reason for the abuse, can be traced back to people's interpretation of the Bible. 
And many would say the Bible clearly says God created and approves of only two genders, straight male or straight female. But this week, I learned something fascinating about the biblical tradition. And I learned that it is not so clear on gender. Because in the ancient Jewish tradition of Jesus, there are actually four categories of gender that go beyond man or woman. So six categories total. So when a child was born in the ancient Jewish world, it could be designated as a boy or a girl, or a tumtum who is neither clearly male or female, or an androgynous who has both male and female characteristics. And then there are two more gender designations that form later in life. So if you're considered female at birth, but then you later develop uh, more masculine traits, male traits, then you ha- that was a different category of gender. And then if you are designated male at birth, but then later in life become a eunuch, then that was a different category of gender altogether. The Mishnah is the oldest, most authoritative source of Jewish legal theory, and it was composed in the second century. And it is said in Jewish tradition that these oral traditions found in the Mishnah were given to Moses alongside the Torah on Mount Sinai, first five books of the Hebrew Bible. So God gave Moses the Torah, said this is the legislation, this is the law. And the tradition goes that God also gave Moses this oral tradition of how to interpret this law and the commentary about this law, which we find in the Mishnah. And in the Mishnah, we learn that anyone who kills or harms one of these non-binary people who don't fit in the category of man or woman is subject to the exact same punishment as someone who harms a man or woman. And the chapter ends with a conversation about whether um, the androgynous, the non-binary person, is more like a man or more like a woman. And one of the rabbis suggests that he is a created being of her own. They are a unique created being. So the Bible speaks of one category of persons who's non-binary called eunuchs and This is a person whose genitalia did not match a typical man, and they were unable to have children. And some were born eunuchs, and some became eunuchs later in life. And in Deuteronomy, we find the law, the legislation of Moses, and it reads that if a man's testicles are crushed or his penis is cut off, he may not be admitted to the assembly of the Lord. And in ancient Judaism, they believed that reproduction was the sacred commandment, it was a big deal. So any man who was not able to reproduce was excluded and ostracized. So what would that mean today for a man who is not able to reproduce because they've had a surgery done and they no longer want to have kids? Uh, Or a man today who uh, uses a condom to prevent themselves from having children? The ancient Jewish world would have very strict laws and punishments for those men. But even this legislation that we find in Deuteronomy about a eunuch who is not able to be admitted into God's presence or the community's presence in the temple, the Bible wasn't even clear on that because in Isaiah, hundreds of years after the law of Moses, we find a passage that's very different than Deuteronomy. 
So in Isaiah 56, the Lord says through the prophet Isaiah that God desires people to act justly and do what's right. And Isaiah 56 says, the Lord says to the eunuchs who do what I desire in my temple and courts, I will give them a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give to them an enduring name that won't be removed. So the legislation of Moses in Deuteronomy once tried to remove a non-binary person from the typical roles of society. The voice of God through Isaiah says that these non-binary people who do not fit society's boxes of male or female now belong in the presence of God, and their names will never be forgotten, will never be erased. They will be given a name better than sons and daughters. Their worth, their identity now goes far beyond their ability to have children. And then you fast forward even further, a few hundred years into the New Testament in Acts, we have the first community of Jesus followers. And there's a story in Acts of a black African eunuch who is told the stories of Jesus by a Christian named Philip. And the eunuch, after hearing these stories, he sees water along the road, and he asks Philip to be baptized. He says, what can keep me from being baptized? Well, previously, it was the legislation of Moses that would have kept this eunuch from being part of the community. But Philip baptizes the eunuch in the water, and it says that the eunuch goes away rejoicing and celebrating because this black, non-binary immigrant is now welcomed into God's family because the legislation that once tried to erase him holds no power anymore. So if you do not fit the binary box of male or female, know that you are a unique created being who reveals the beauty and the diversity of God, and you belong. So for those who attempt to use the Bible to legislate away non-binary people, to say that they do not exist, and that their identities should not exist, they are not reading the Bible. They are not understanding the Bible. They are not understanding the larger arc within the Bible, towards inclusion and love. We cannot rely on our politicians, on our country, to make the world what we think it should be. That will fall on you and me and all of us together. To be voices of inclusion, of acceptance, to respect and honor people's unique identities, and to become more aware that sometimes the boxes that we have on gender and sexuality are so limiting, they go against what God desires, what God's creation is. They go against the beauty and diversity of God's creation. And so may we be a people that continues to be a voice of hope and inclusion and acceptance and love. And that is the way of Jesus. So yeah, with all of that, I believe I can say happy pride. Celebrate it. Rejoice. Take joy in it. It is beautiful. So yeah, may you go in peace today. May you go in joy. And may you go with pride because God takes pride in you. <laughs> Have a great Sunday.